meeting is being recorded. Okay. Hey everyone, welcome back to Agency Hacker. I'm Destine, your co-host of the show. Today I'm here with Michael Scott, the owner of Manticore Marketing Incorporated. We're so excited to have you today. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. So let's get started. What does your agency do? Awesome. Yeah. So pretty much we're, we're kind of seen as a revenue growth team. So our main focus obviously is marketing, but we kind of help within everything revenue growth, which just means sales, marketing, kind of getting new clients, lead generation, the whole shebang. So our primary focus right now is paid ads. That's kind of our bread and butter. That's what we're really known for. But we also do SEO, social, website, landing page, um, CRM stuff, kind of like everything to then get the lead that's kind of what we see as like more beneficial for our clients just because they don't really care about how you get the lead. They just care about the lead at the end or the dollar sign at the end. So that's kind of what we want to focus on. Okay. Awesome. So how is that process with just ad focused? How's the, how's the process for ads? Uh, Can can you explain a bit more? For the clients, like how's the process for the clients of you having clients and then just the process of what your agency does? Yeah, so our process typically, like we get them onboarded pretty quickly. Uh, we want to learn as much about the business as possible. So we want to essentially be able to sell what you're selling because marketing is, in a sense, sales on its own. Um, pretty much, <clears throat> excuse me, pretty much after that, what we do is uh, after we onboard them, we get all the information, we start building out ads, send them for review, make sure that they understand like what we're doing on our side, what the KPIs are, gather all that. And then we normally build out a strategy before we even sign them up. So they already know which platforms we plan on being on, which CRMs we're going to be using, which technology, everything like that. And then also the price attached to it as well. And then normally within two to three weeks, we have a launch time and then everything's rolling. And then we normally uh, just roll until, uh, until we don't roll anymore or we want to scale up or we want to scale down or whatever it is. But normally we're pretty dynamic in the sense that if something's not working, uh, we're the first ones to tell you. So Mm -hmm. we want to make sure that if something's not working, if like, let's say we're on Facebook ads and Facebook is just not doing well, uh, we want to get off Facebook. We don't want like my, my favorite saying is I don't have any stock on Facebook. So I don't really care if we're on Facebook, TikTok, whatever it is. Uh, Right now we've worked with, I think over 15 different ad platforms. Um, But like we've pretty much done anytime there's a new ad platform, it's either a copy paste of Google ads or Facebook ads. So most of the systems look exactly the same. And then the strategy overall is, is just what we're focusing on. Nice. I was going to ask that for those who may not know, is there a process for you to build the ads or is it just, is it pretty simple? Yeah. So like the ads themselves, typically we work with either our internal graphic designers. So we have someone on our team that do graphic design, depending on the scope, depending on how many ads they need, or if they need video ads, we work with outside graphic designers or outside um, UGC content creators. So we can find people that do like video content. TikToks mm. are really, really good example for this because you cannot do any like, images on TikTok. It has to be video. And yeah. TikTok has to be, they have to look like TikToks. TikTok's business platform, they're saying is don't make ads, make TikToks. And it's very, very true because anytime wow. we try to make an ad on TikTok, it does not work. It has to look like wow. a TikTok, feel like a TikTok. And those work really, really well. So if you have any access to video content or people that can do UGC content for TikTok, I would highly suggest doing on jumping on TikTok and doing TikTok right now. Wow, TikTok has really just changed the game. 
Yeah, TikTok, yeah. like we were getting, so one of our primary industries was apps. We were getting around $5 a download on on uh, Facebook. That was like, wow. we were like really trying to get that down, $5 a download. Um, that's pretty high as an average for the industry. Normally you see like an average of $2 to $5 mm-hmm. is like, so we're on the high end of the average on Facebook, which you didn't like. We jumped on TikTok, we got it down to $1.40. So our wow. our our conversion goals completely shifted overnight uh, and then we just put all of our budget on TikTok and it scaled completely with us as well so it's TikTok's a game changer right now um there's not that many advertisers on there comparatively to Facebook and Google so you have a lot lower mm-hmm. bids so really good for us right now uh, we're pretty much suggesting if you can be on TikTok obviously if you're an accountant it might be a little harder but mm-hmm. if you are like more of a personalized business it's it's yeah. a really good really good platform for you guys right now that's amazing so would you say that tiktok has helped you grow your agency even more for sure yeah cuz we were actually one of the first ones uh, back in 2020 to be on tiktok so we have a lot of experience on tiktok um like we were as soon as they were out the door we were on tiktok ads so oh wow that was one of the reasons why like people are coming to us and asking specifically just for TikTok help. Other like I other see. agencies as well are asking like, how do we do TikTok? So that's kind of like how we're growing pretty quickly right now. I see. So you're one of the first ones compared to right now. So how has that changed from then until now? So you? before there was just like, it's kind of like any new platform. Um, the first thing they actually announced was where you can go find influencers to do like influencer ads for you. It wasn't actually an mm-hmm. ad platform. So we were on that as well, I believe in 2019. Uh, and then in 2020, we jumped on the actual ad platform, which we then, we saw it was, it was kind of brand new. There was a lot of bugs on it. It's it very, very fresh. So mm-hmm. earlier on, it wasn't as good, but now they have a really good system in place in my opinion. So they're, they're very easy to compete with Facebook. I would say TikTok mm-hmm. right now. And TikTok obviously has the highest view times of any platform right now. I think it's wow. seven times the number of hours spent on TikTok than on Facebook or everything else. And Instagram. Yeah. Instagram, yeah, everything like that. Or you're watching you're watching TikTok content on Instagram and Facebook now. So yes. you kind of see some shifts, but you know, you know, Instagram and Facebook and YouTube are all worried because they all just released reels, right? So yeah, you know, they're like, okay, TikTok's a good player. So that's why I would highly suggest highly highly suggest tiktok just because lots of view times there's not that many advertisers on there like i said like a lot of people are scared to jump on new platforms they want to stick to what they know google facebook but yeah tiktok we always look for the new stuff pinterest as well is is, is still growing very fast has high good customer intent so we're always looking yeah. for like more platforms rather than just sticking on the ones we know just because that always expands our horizon allows us to do more stuff nice yeah i have noticed instagram is just you know posting the reels they're just trying it's yep. becoming a new tiktok basically so yeah everyone's sure trying that. to be tiktok but yes <laughs> yeah it's just funny do you have any like favorite influencers like agency scaling influencers within not really um i think there's a couple of like i mostly follow the sales influencers just like learning mm-hmm. how to do sales because that's my I'm, I'm mainly marketing. I obviously do sales as well, but obviously hearing that on their side, like um, I don't even know their names that well. I just see them always come up through my recommend. I think it's because I watch their content, but yeah. I do like watching influencers online. Um, it's kind of like, we know how the sausage is made though, since we do it. So mm-hmm. like, we know what they're doing, trying to promote it, how they promote it. So like, we're learning 
we, we see what they're doing on the back end, which we will, we'd rather just copy on our side. Um, mm. Alex Harmozy is a really good example. Mm. Uh, he's the gym influencer. He's like the guy that's like really jacked with the big muscles, uh, big mustache mm-hmm. and big muscles. Um, he, I think, scaled his agency to $100 million and only doing gyms. He's a really good example of what people follow. And that's what we're looking for as well is who are people following? Because typically the ones that are following are the, the better the better ones. Um, mm-hmm. He essentially created something called the Hermosi style, which okay. if you ever go on like Instagram or TikTok, again, the content with like the, the captions, like the dynamic captions with the emojis kind of popping up, he's the, mm-hmm. like one of the first, first ones to ever do that. And he's wow. the one that kind of like started doing that as well. So that's he was, big now. Yeah, that's everyone's doing it now. So that's why we're like, we're trying to see, we're not just trying to see like what's trending, but who started yeah. the trend because they might start the next trend. So that's why we're always looking for the next thing. Mm, I see a lot of observing. Yeah. So do you have any within just these mediums? Do you have any, do you have anything that you're working on in the agency just to bring it to the next level? Yeah. So we're working on, a lot of funnel designs mm-hmm. um and by funnels we mean like full-fledged niche marketing where it's like we only talk about one thing um we're working on a couple different industries right now uh, that are going to be like you buy the package everything's ready to go we can scale it very quickly uh, we have a partner right now as well that we're working with that can essentially get us as many b2b leads as we want so we're going to be able to target those um so that's our kind of next step Um, we've never niched down before. I always believe it's kind of good to keep your options open Mm -hmm. because like when you niche down, if you're only known to do like plumbers or whatever, um, you're only ever going to get plumbers, which is, Mm -hmm. you know, you're stuck in a box. If anything ever happens to that industry, you're kind of wiped off the face of the earth. I've seen this a lot Mm -hmm. with real estate. So during COVID real estate marketers got stomped on because a bunch of real estate agents stopped working. So all the wow. marketing had to stop. So I've seen agencies that were doing 300, 400, maybe even 500, $600,000 a year go down to $100,000 because oh, wow. 90% of their agents stopped working. So then wow. it's starting to shift back now. So they're doing better now, but real mm-hmm. estate was a really big crash for a lot of, not necessarily the real estate agents, but for the marketing for the real estate agents. So we always want to mm-hmm. keep our, our industries dynamic and and you know, diverse as much as possible, but we are niching down with multiple fields so we can then scale those. So that's the Amazing. main thing we're working on right now. Nice. What are the fields that you're niching down with? We're looking at uh, construction. We're looking at like med spa. We're looking at like roofing, pressure washing, kind of all the service, local service-based industries, because okay. we know we can do really, really well with local service. Um, okay. We've done really, really well with local service in the past really easy for us to rank them on SEO, really easy for us to do a bunch of stuff like that because we've done it in the past. So those are the main services we're looking at right now, but we're planning on getting in the next two to three years, 81 different service niches kind of ready wrapped up. And the best part about that is we actually white label everything. So we not only sell it as our own, but we work with other agencies to sell these packages through the other agencies, through their brand name. So that's kind of how we're scaling quickly as well as we're doing a lot of white label because if we make the best thing in the game, it's going to be a lot harder for other people to sell, but they can just sell what we have instead and get their markup or get their affiliate or whatever they want to do. So that's how we're kind of scaling. 
I'm hearing a lot of collaboration. How has that been like for you? Are those are those local service based you know businesses that you're working with? Are those the industry that help you scale? Um, we're mainly we're mainly parking partnering with other marketing agencies. Um, you know, we're not always going to be the best at one specific thing. So we mm -hmm. want to make sure we find the people that are the best at the job and then we can kind of collaborate and make a project together and then launch that. Um, but we have partners, like we have other SEO partners. We do, we do SEO internally. We do other, uh, we have SEO partners that's focused on e-commerce, SEO partners that focus on specific local mm. businesses. Like we have website designers for Joomla, WordPress, whatever it is, but we don't have that in-house. Um, so it's like, we have all these different partners and they're more strategic partners as a whole, because what we kind of realized is clients will ask for random stuff and we want to be ready to offer that. So that's why we kind of have as many dynamic partners as possible. Um, like we have um, an acting troupe in the middle of Toronto. If we never need, like, you know, if they want a full scale ad, we have an acting wow. group ready to go um, just in case. So like, <laughs> we, we want to make sure we've been asked some crazy, crazy asks from clients. Like, hey, do you guys do X, Y, Z? And we're like, we have to kind of scramble last minute. We normally say no. So we just want to don't, we don't want to be able to say no. We want to always have someone just in case. So that's kind of the plan. Yeah. Nice. That's a nice plan. So are your clients just familiar with digital marketing in general, or do they genuinely need a lot of support? It depends on the client. So we have like different levels overall. So we have some clients that are, are pretty advanced in digital marketing. They know a lot about digital mm -hmm. marketing, but they just don't have time. I so see. like, so like we'll help, we'll make the strategy together. We'll go over stuff that they need together. Um, depending on what they want to take on their side and then we'll execute um, whatever they need us to do. So that could be like just creating the creatives, just doing SEO, just doing one aspect of it, or just going in day to day and looking at the stats to making sure that nothing is like fluctuating too crazy. Um, really depends on the client. We have some clients that have no idea what marketing is. Uh, yeah. They just care about the leads. So it really depends yeah. on the client, how you talk to them. But we have some clients that just care about the dollar amount at the end. We have some clients that care about specific stats and KPIs throughout. Some, some just like want traffic to their website. Some just want, you know, clicks on a specific button on their site. Some want actual money, which is typically the ones we like to lean towards because that just helps, you know, we, we can see the number at the end, which makes us know if the account's going well or not. Mm -hmm. It seems like it's just very broad. Like you're able to really serve different types of clients. That's amazing. Yeah. So like, yeah. I've been doing marketing for about seven years now, and I've done every single industry you can think of. Um, it's, it's insane. So like, we always want to be as dynamic as possible. And as we're growing our team, we're trying to train everyone to be able to be as dynamic as possible because marketing mm -hmm. is, you know, we can do it for anything. It's just understanding what the goals are. So that's like, mm -hmm. again, back to our intro call we're talking about, we want to learn as much of the business as possible and how they make money so that we can mm -hmm. then translate that into marketing and then scale their business. Mm. I'm hearing so many good things. So many good things. That's so good. What, but yeah, it's amazing. What do you feel like is keeping your agency from leveling up so far right now? Keeping it from leveling up? Um, yeah. For right now, my time is like, I'm spending a lot, a lot of time just like looking mm -hmm. for leads. I know a lot of people have been burnt by other marketing agencies in the past, and they're very, mm. very skeptical nowadays. Um, I've done, so the, the main thing we offer is a free audit before they sign up. So just mm. so we can check their old accounts and see what they're doing. Um, we do this for our marketing agencies we work with as well. So the white label, so we will white label, do audits for them just to see what their old accounts are doing. 
-hmm. And a lot of times, like we just see nothing being done on the accounts and like they've been burnt in the past. We checked their Google ad accounts. There was no changes in the last 10 months and they've been charged every single month. And there's just like crazy stuff like that. So uh, I know a lot of people have been burnt. I think that's just more the environment. The thing that's keeping us from leveling up internally, I would say is mainly just, we need to build a solid team before we scale. Mm. I don't want to, I don't want to have any lack of quality. So I'm kind of Mm. like hesitant to get more leads before we can, before we can like guarantee that the, the quality of the service is going to be the same. So. I see. So building a solid team just in general, digital marketing, or would you just split it up? Okay. Yeah, yeah, digital marketing. Um, we mainly want to focus on, on SEO and and PPC and uh, social engine, uh, social media marketing. So like Facebook, Google, and all that stuff. That's the main focus we want to do right now. Uh, we obviously we're gonna try to get more stuff later down the line, but we want to kind of have a focus before we kind of expand because we want yeah. to keep quality like assured before we expand as well. So we want to grow specific teams around specific things. So we have yeah. we have a wide service offering, but we kind of want to bring that back into scale, but still have the other stuff from other agencies. I see. You know, with COVID, a lot has changed. So is there, yeah, has there been, you know, ways that you've just helped clients build trust, you know, just with working with you in general? Yeah. So like we do video calls um, every single time. Um, We'd like to be as transparent as possible. So like we have clients or we've had clients in the past that have not done well through through ads and we've we've talked to them very candidly we're like this is not going well uh these are our options um Mm -hmm. but we're bringing it up right away we're not trying to like sneak it in the background and like we've suggest clients cancel marketing we just say this is not working for you we don't see any other platform that's going to work for you your market's way too niche everything's going to be way too hard way too expensive we've had a client spent over thirty thousand dollars with us and has not done too well but they were very happy leaving just because yeah. they're like, you guys are very honest. They're like, we're like month one, it was a three month program. We're like month one. We're like, this isn't working guys. If you guys want to pull the plug, they're like, no, let's keep going. Let's see what we get. So we are very, yeah. very honest upfront. And that's kind of what we want to try to do as much as much as possible because that client is referring us business still just because like yes. they, weren't, they weren't a good client. Mm-hmm. They, they were a good client to us. They weren't a positive like return client. So they weren't making money. Mm-hmm. So they weren't, they weren't doing good as results wise, but they're a good client to us still because they're still helping us find more business and everything else just because we're upfront and honest. So we lost maybe an extra, if we would have kept, they, they probably would have stayed around for an extra two, three months. Maybe we would have yeah. made like an extra like $30,000 off of them, but then they would have absolutely yeah. hated us. And then <laughs> long-term it's not really good. So yeah. That's so good that you're able to be honest though, you know, that's integrity and it now yeah. helps you. So it just trickles down. <laughs> well, I always find like, that's another thing is because we're doing all these audits and people are saying like, they're spending like 30, 40 hours a month on these accounts and we don't see any changes on the accounts mm-hmm. or like nothing being done on the accounts and it's still in the negative. Um, and when we tell the clients that they, they get very, very angry. So we're trying mm-hmm. to avoid that kind of outcome of them being angry with us. Because yeah. then if we can then get them a positive solution, or even if we tell them it's not going to work, like don't do Google ads, try something else. At least we're giving them free advice that they can then scale themselves or scale with us. That's kind of the overall goal is if they get success with us, they're just going to be happy and they want to stay with us forever. So mm. and if they don't get success, we don't want them to be angry with us and then 
you know, bash us online or whatever it is. There's always yeah. these review platforms now. So we always mm-hmm. want to make sure that the, the client has as much information as possible to make decisions. Yeah. Can you always tell like beforehand that it's just not going to work well and that you need to be completely honest with them? Yeah, yeah. It, it really depends on the account and the industry. Like for mm-hmm. e-com, it's normally a good indicator where if like they're already at a negative it's going to be very hard to get that to like a two or three ROAS in the first okay. couple months. There's new stuff we could try and new platforms we could try, but there's never any mm-hmm. guarantees in marketing. And that's always what we tell our clients. Like there's no guarantees in this, like it could not work. We just want to keep you guys aware that it could not work. And these are the, the plans we're going to take if it does not work to then do something else. Cause SEO, SEO is one of the things that always works, mm-hmm. but it takes six months to do. SEL you said? Yeah, search engine optimization. So like okay, ranking ranking, ranking on Google, ranking on Bing, mm-hmm. ranking on these search engines. Um, mm-hmm. it, normally, it normally always works because you're choosing the keywords you want to rank for. It takes a long time to do, which, which a lot of people will want results right now, which is why we like Google ads and ads because mm-hmm. we can get results fairly quickly. But SEO costs a lot less for a lot longer. And it's just mm-hmm. about manpower. Whereas you're for ads, you're paying us and you're also paying for the ads, right? So like, let's say you're paying us $2,000 a month to run the ads. You're probably paying the ad platform $10,000 a month. So your total, that's how we look at it. The total cost is actually $12,000. Whereas for SEO, it's a lot lower because you're only paying for the manpower. So there's a lot of like nuances there where depending on the client, we might offer something else, but SEO, you have to be very patient because it takes a very long time to rank. I see. Would you say that that's one of your expertise? Not mine okay. personally, but my team. Yeah, yeah they have, we have they have a lot of good, good experience and good results for SEO. And again, like it always, we've always seen results with SEO because it's not, we're not bidding against anyone else. We just have to compete with somebody else. I see. Wow. So I do want to ask about the clients. One more question regarding the clients. Is it inbound or outbound? How is your process? For us to find process? clients? Yes. Uh, we've been only referral based so far. Referral based. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. So that's you again, also. Oh, continue. Yeah. yeah. Just just to go back, like that's why we want to make our customers happy is because we're only referral based mm-hmm. right now and we're scaling only on referral. So that's why I keeping see. our clients happy is pretty important because yeah. then I don't have to do sales, which I I prefer. So. Absolutely. That's amazing. Would you say that that's one of your core values? Like just honesty and yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, We like, we've probably lost a couple, probably a couple hundreds of thousands of dollars just by being honest, but we've Mm. kept relationships strong and like all of our clients are normally pretty happy with us and like that we're upfront and honest about everything. And even if something's not working, they'll want to try something Mm -hmm. else because they know that we're going to be upfront with them about it if it's not working. Mm. That's amazing. Yeah. I mean, that's just, it's just relationships. That's the name of game of business, right? Yeah. So to prioritize that, you can go great places. For so sure. what are you learning right now to grow your agency? What are another thing that you're learning? You say? The, the main, main thing I'm learning is we're probably going to have yeah. to do some outreach eventually. So the main thing I'm doing is building out sales funnels and kind of like learning mm-hmm. the process. And I always love talking to other agency owners just to see what they're doing and like kind of bounce mm-hmm. ideas off them. Um, again, I'm not an SEO expert by any means, but I learn a lot yeah. from SEO for paid ads. So it's like, mm-hmm. we, can, we can cross these channels and 
and then learn from other platforms as well and other like marketing ventures to then grow my my specialty is paid ads so that's that's what I want to do but I'm learning from other things as well to grow it so right now we're working with like paid ads into a CRM the CRM will then text message email and then follow up collect the booking fee do the booking fee then after the job's done do the automation stuff like that so like there's there's whole systems out there and I'm just trying to learn as many different systems as possible to grow and help our clients grow as well yeah absolutely can you just expand more on the automate automization process yeah so pretty much like automation like there's a bunch of stuff we can do through zapier pretty much connect through any crm and then link okay. all these softwares together so a good example of this would be call rail so okay. a lot of the local services we use call rail or any call tracking that the client already has and the call tracking will record the call from any ad so if they call from an ad it'll record the entire call. We can listen to the call to see how it goes. If the yeah. client marks it as unqualified, it'll send to us. If they mark it as qualified, it'll send to an Excel sheet and then they can give a value to it. Oh, wow. So then when they give the value to it, we can actually do something called offline conversion optimization, which is going to sound very confusing. But essentially <laughs> what it is, is through Google ads, what you can do is there's something called a GCLID, which is the Google click ID. Anytime you click on a Google ad, it'll generate one of these and put it in the URL. So you guys okay. can track it. So what offline, uh, uh, offline conversion automation does is if you have the GCLID still and you have a value, you essentially associate the value to that click. Okay. So instead of optimizing your Google ad account towards conversions or optimizing your Google ad account towards clicks, you can mm -hmm. optimize it to actual dollar value. So just like e-com, when you're going e-com marketing, mm -hmm. you're normally doing ROAS, you're, doing bid, you're, you're optimizing it towards the dollar spent on your website. Mm -hmm. You can't really do that with lead gen because you don't know how much they spent on it when they click on, they fill out a form. But now we can send the data back to Google to tell them that this keyword is getting us good results, a bit higher on it. So it's just like that kind of optimization is what we really like to focus on. And then also okay. then jumping into when something, when X happens, do Y. So if they fill out the form, we can instantly send them a text message saying like, thanks for filling out the form. Someone's going to be in contact soon. Send that lead to the sales agent, ping them like six times wherever we need to. Make sure mm -hmm. it's an email, make sure we have logs of it. And say like, this is a hot lead based on what they filled out, call them right away. If they don't have a sales team, we also have partners that offer uh, VAs or they even offer uh, call centers. So if we okay. want to instantly call these people within like the first minute of them filling out the form, we send it to the call center, they call them, get all the questions ready to go and then send it off to the actual sales agent. So just okay. like automations wow. like that is what we like to focus on. I see. So has this process changed since the beginning of when oh, yeah. your agency started? Everything, yeah. everything <laughs> changes. Um, it's very dynamic and it changes based on the client as well, because like mm. we'll have like a 30 step program, like where that goes through everything different. And they're like, well, I'm step, I already have step 15. So then we have to do like a workaround for step 15 and then everything changes. So, wow. but like everything's dynamic, everything can change. We can do as little or as much as possible. And it really just depends on like what we see value in. And then also mm -hmm. what the client really wants and like what the client has internally, what the client doesn't have internally. Mm. What do you enjoy most about just this process? It I being like seeing easier, it, a little bit. I like, yeah. I like seeing it work at the end. Uh, like when you yeah. finally like, you know, send the test and it goes through the entire system and works. And you're like, oh, thank God. Um, oh. That That's kind of like a good, like, you know, you're like, you get home from work and you like lay down on the couch kind of feeling. Um, mm -hmm. You can finally relax. So that's my, like, that's my favorite part of that. Okay. 
Wow, this has been amazing. So do you have any advice for just any other agency owners who are listening to this and who are trying to upscale their business? Yeah, I would say just kind of focus on what you're good at. Um, if you know that you're really good at a specific industry, it's mm-hmm. going to be a lot easier for you to sell that as a funnel or white label it. Work with other marketing agencies. They're not the enemy. They're like, I feel like a lot of marketing agencies like, oh, they're they're going to sell my stuff or whatever it is. Or like, mm-hmm. like they're going to steal my stuff. A lot of times other marketing agencies are just like you. They're trying to scale as much as possible. So if you collab with them, it's going to be a lot easier for you to scale as well. Um, they might have a specific niche that they target and you might have a specific niche you guys target and you guys can collab with that as well. So I would just say like, reach out to people, start talking to people kind of just like this, like just do stuff as much as possible Mm -hmm. to talk to other people in marketing space. That's kind of the best advice I have. Nice. Thank you for that. Has there been any problems with collaboration at all? Or is there, is there any tip that you would give? Yeah. So for some white label, like you're kind of relying Mm -hmm. on them to manage the client because it's white label. Mm Uh, so there can be issues with that, like where they just don't do anything. But besides that, it's like, it's just like working with a client. So like it's, you're rolling the dice every single time a client okay. could sound amazing when you get them on the phone. And then as soon as you mm-hmm. sign them up, they're, you know, insane or whatever you want to call them. Uh, <laughs> so it really depends on that. So you're always rolling the dice. I would just make sure that everything's in writing with your, if you're collabing with any other agency and then also, what do you own? What do they own? Kind of stuff like that. Just making sure you set up, set up the terms very, very clearly. Um, yeah. And then just, you know, it's kind of like you scratch my back, I scratch your back kind of deal. So I always yeah. find that that only works the best. And if you find someone, find someone that also has the same mentality of you. Mm-hmm. Like if, if you completely clash with them right off the bat, it's not going to work long-term. It might work short-term. You might be able to like do a couple stuff together, but long-term it's not, it's, it's going to flake out eventually. Mm. Sounds like you have a, just a deep understanding with collaboration. seems like what, what would be next for you? Next for like collaboration specifically. Yeah. So like we always like right and right now we're looking for, we're always looking for white label agencies or mm-hmm. agencies to work with, with white label. Cause we mm-hmm. offer, our main thing is we do every single ad platform. So we, right now we work with a lot of people that offer Facebook ads, but they don't offer Google ads. So we okay. come in and work with Google ads. So our first thing right now we're working with is essentially getting these funnels up and running. Mm-hmm. And then once those are up and running, we're looking for other agencies to work with and then other clients to work with. So collaboration wise, uh, we're just looking to see if other people need our services and then work with them towards like building out their entire process. Like I've personally been on sales calls with these people as well, these agencies mm-hmm. that don't know how to sell Google ads and I'll sell Google ads to their clients for them. Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's typically how we want to work. We want to teach them how to do it not just throw them into the deep end and hope for the best because yeah. if, if you're not aware about the sales process, you know, it's, you're not gonna be able to sell it. So, yeah. So we want to make sure that we support them wherever we can. So that's kind of where we are right now for collaboration. It's just, we're looking to expand our white label as much as possible. That's always going to happen. But then we're just looking to build our funnels and who knows, maybe we'll build another funnel with somebody else from one of these podcasts sooner or later. Yeah, that's what's amazing about this. So I would also want to ask one more question before we just get to how people can contact you. Um, would there be a reason why some agencies only work with Facebook or and then not Google ads or... Yeah, so Google, so Facebook ads and Google ads are two very different beasts. Um, mm. Facebook ads, LinkedIn ads, TikTok ads, Pinterest ads, they're all somewhat similar as a platform. 
you're just mm -hmm. pretty much choosing the audience you want to hit and then you're giving a creative if the creative is strong enough and the audience is good enough you're going to do good google ads mm -hmm. is the complete opposite where you have to be bidding on specific keywords oh wow so, so you yeah. have to actually go in and choose which words you want to be showing up for and it's a lot more daunting it's not as hard. They're both very like equally like, you need skill for both because they're just, they work yeah. very differently. I would say Google is more analytical because it's just I based see. on the numbers, whereas Facebook is more creative based. Um, mm. So a lot wow. of people already know Facebook because they work on Facebook. They see Facebook ads all the time, whereas people on Google are more scared of it because it's a lot more daunting again, because they don't know it because they don't see, you don't really see Google ads. They just kind of appear and you click on them and they go away. Um, yeah. so wow. that's kind of why Google is a little more like scared. I would say it's not that bad. It's just a lot easier to get more experience on Facebook because you actually need a live client. Whereas on Facebook, you can, you can go on public libraries and see like where their, where their ads are showing. If you go on any mm -hmm. Facebook page, you can go in page transparency and see which ads they're running. Mm -hmm. So you can just like see what people are doing. So you're like, okay, I have a new landscaping client. Okay, I'll go into another landscaper, see what ads are running so I can get some ideas, right? So Google doesn't really have that. Google is kind of, you're being thrown to the wolves, oh, uh, yeah. which, <laughs> which again is like a little scary for some people, but it's yeah. not that bad. Um, there's more structure to Google as well, which is like, if you mess up the structure, it can mess up everything else. And there's more like yeah. little things where it's like, um, there's something called the there's the search network and there's the display network. Mm -hmm. So the display network is, you can be on the Google display network, which is like, if you hit like Washington Post is on the Google display network. So you see little ads on the side, that's Google. Okay. So if you don't check a box when you're setting up the account or when you're setting up a campaign, you can show up as for your search ads. So text on the display network, which you don't want to be doing. So there's a lot of like little nuances like yeah. that, where it's like, you could be spending a whole bunch of money by accident on stuff that doesn't even matter on Google. Mm. But same thing for Facebook. Facebook is like, you can target the wrong people completely. The ads could be not like, not as, not as good. And you could be doing terrible on Facebook. So there's a lot of like, there's a lot of skill in both and you need different kind of people. I think Facebook is very much the creative side and Google is much more the analytic. Um, but I think people like to lean towards Facebook because they're used to it. Um, and there's yeah. just, Google's kind of scary. Um, is so. that what you lean towards? I love Google. Google, I love. Oh, yeah. It's just bidding. So like we're bidding on, I can guarantee you number one spot, but it's going to have an associate cost. Mm -hmm. So pretty much like it's all about bidding. So if you're bidding $5 and I bid $5.50, I'm going to show above you. Mm. So it's like, there's always a chance to see. And then it's always like, well, how much money do they make from the service? How many clicks do we need to get a conversion? How many conversions do we need to get an actual sale? And then we have all this math formula ready to go. So we know that like, okay, well, we need to get a little, at least 120 clicks. How much is that going to cost us this much? Does that beat our cost of the, of the service? Right. So it's mm -hmm. a lot more numbers flying around, which I love. Um, but I don't think it's as confusing. I think it's just a different kind of confusing. Yeah. So you wouldn't recommend one or the other. It just depends on. It really, de really depends on the client, really yeah. depends on the service because uh, we kind of break everything up into something called the four P's. Um, the four P's we call is, is panic, product, personal, and professional. So panic mm -hmm. accounts are like, you know, your pipes bursted, you need to find okay. something. You're not going to scroll on Facebook and look around for the plumber, right? Until you get a plumber ad. <laughs> not, not really going to happen. So you're going to go to Google yeah. right away and then search something. 
So that's why, like, depending on what we identify these accounts as, is what we'd recommend them for platforms. So, like, a panic account would be on Google. A professional account would be on Google. Personal account typically works better on Facebook. Product account typically works better on both. So it's like there's different levels of it. Um, but everything can work on everything. If I'm being honest, yeah. B2B can work on Facebook, which people always say mm. doesn't work. It always can. Um, so don't always like, just because someone says it doesn't, it's not going to work. You can always try it. So absolutely. And that's what it's about trying trial and error. Trial, trial and error. error. Just like make sure the client knows you're trying. Um, and there could be an error, but you're always mm-hmm. willing to try something else as well. Nice. Thank you so much. How can people get in contact with you to work with you? If they have questions, what are, yes. what are your socials? <laughs> main, main thing would just be on our website, mm-hmm. manticoremarketing.com. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. Uh, we're starting up. I just bought a whole bunch of equipment to start up TikTok as well, because that's nice. growing very quickly. So I have to start filming TikTok. So you might see me on TikTok sooner or later. Um, <laughs> but that's probably best way would be uh, the website or just message me at mike at manticoremarketing.com. Nice. Nice. Awesome. Thank you so much for this conversation. Thank you. Yeah. Talk soon. Awesome. Have a good one. You too. Bye-bye.